Hello, everyone. This is Jeffrey Care. I'm back with another installment of the News of the Month series on the Care Reviews podcast. This is where I talk about a few different entertainment news stories that feel important and or interesting to me. Each of the stories you'll be hearing me talk about have been divided into four separate categories. The first set of them is about the 2021-22 movie awards season. Last season may have already ended a little over a month ago, but we already have ourselves some news regarding next season. This past year, it was revealed that of the 87 voting members of the Golden Globes, there was no diversity among them at all. As a result, they announced a planned list of reforms in order to improve that. Yet, as the Hollywood Foreign Press Association continues to falter in reforming itself to the satisfaction of Hollywood studios and stakeholders, there will be no Golden Globes on NBC next year. Now everything is so up in the air because no one has any idea if the awards will even be taking place next year at all. It's very unfortunate what's going on with the Golden Globes. While NBC has said that they are hopeful they'll be in a position to air a telecast in 2023, we'll see what happens with 2022. In other news, the Academy has announced some key dates for the upcoming 2021-22 award season, including next year's Oscars taking place on March 27, 2022, which means this will be the first time since 2003 that the Academy Awards will be held in late March. Not to mention that it has also been announced that the eligibility period for Academy Awards consideration will return to the standard December 31st deadline. For those who may or may not know or remember, the eligibility period for this past year was extended through February 28th, taking into account possible delays for certain movies due to the pandemic. This year, a feature film must have a qualifying release date between March 1st through December 31st, 2021. As for the pandemic's effect on all of this, the Academy has decided to keep the same streaming guidelines from last year's Oscars for this year, meaning if there's a movie that's mainly available on a streaming service but was originally intended to be given a theatrical release, it can still qualify for the Oscars. Overall, eligibility for next year's awards is a little shorter than usual, though this season at least won't be as long as it was this past year. This next set of news stories is about Broadway. For those who may or may not have been keeping track, no performances all over the New York Theatre District have been held at all since March 11th, 2020 due to this pandemic. Though just last month, Governor Andrew Cuomo announced in a press conference that Broadway will officially be back in New York City this fall. Tickets went on sale at 100% capacity on May 6th. The first Broadway production that will begin performances will be a new play titled Passover, which starts previews at the August Wilson Theater on August 4th. Then the 2019 Tony-winning musical Town will resume performances on September 2nd. After that, more long-running hits such as The Phantom of the Opera, Chicago, The Lion King, Wicked, Aladdin, Hamilton, Dear Evan Hansen, and Come From Away will all be back. Not to mention that other shows that were either in the middle of previews or about to start performances such as Caroline or Change, Company, Diana, Flying Over Sunset, The Layman Trilogy, Mrs. Doubtfire, and Six have each announced new dates. According to reports, Broadway will be following all health protocols including face coverings, health screening, enhanced air filtration and ventilation, 
and rigorous cleaning and disinfection. And if performances need to be postponed due to the public health conditions, theaters have plans to offer customer-friendly refunds and exchange policies. As of now, it looks like Broadway is on the right track to opening back up to the public. In other news, NBC has announced their first live television musical since Jesus Christ Superstar back in 2018. In 2013, the Peacock Network brought back an old tradition from the 1950s of presenting a Broadway musical on national TV with The Sound of Music. Despite less than stellar reviews, that broadcast proved to be a huge hit in the ratings, which led to four more, such as Peter Pan in 2014, The Wiz in 2015. Hairspray in 2016 and the aforementioned Jesus Christ Superstar in 2018. This holiday season, NBC will be presenting the beloved 1977 Tony-winning musical Annie. Bob Greenblatt and Neil Maron will be producing with a creative team that will consist of director Lear Debesonet, live TV director Alex Rudzinski, choreographer Sergio Trujillo, musical director Stephen Oremus, scenic designer Jason Sherwood, and costume designer. Paul Tazewell. This will be the fourth screen iteration of Annie, following the flop 1982 film adaptation directed by John Huston, the 1999 Emmy-winning TV movie adaptation directed by Rob Marshall, and the 2014 film adaptation directed by Will Gluck that was set in modern day. Those are all the details that have been revealed for now, but I'm sure more will follow in the coming months. This next set of news stories is about the music industry. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland, Ohio, has announced inductees for 2021. As someone who actually hails from Northeast Ohio, I'm certainly very familiar with the Rock Hall. I've even been to that place a few times before. Though, in any case, this year's slate of performer inductees include Tina Turner, Carole King, The Foo Fighters, Jay Z. Todd Rundgren and the Go Go's. A couple of them were actually inducted before, but in different capacities. Carole King was previously inducted as a co-songwriter with her first husband Jerry Goffin in 1990, though this time she's being inducted as a solo recording artist. Tina Turner was previously inducted with her first husband Ike Turner in 1991 as part of their 16-year-long two-person group Ike and Tina Turner. Though this time she's being inducted as a solo recording artist. So congratulations to all of this year's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees. The induction ceremony will be held on October 30th and air on HBO at a later date. In other news, a biographical film about Cher is in the works at Universal Pictures. Eric Roth, the Oscar-winning screenwriter behind Forrest Gump, is writing the script. Cher herself is producing this project alongside Judy Kramer and Gary Goldsman, the producers of the Mamma Mia films. Although it doesn't appear to be connected to the jukebox bio musical The Cher Show in any way, shape, or form. I'll be curious to see how this project ends up turning out, especially with how differently it'll approach Cher's life story than the Cher Show did, which I actually got to see on Broadway in May of 2019 and really enjoyed. No other details have been revealed yet, like who's going to be directing or starring, so we'll have to be patient regarding updates. For our final subject. I'd like to take this moment to remember five industry veterans we've lost within this past month. Actress Olympia Dukakis died following a period of ill health on May 1st at the age of 
She was best known for her Oscar-winning supporting role in Norman Jewison's 1987 romantic comedy *Moonstruck*, which starred the aforementioned Cher. Her other notable credits included the 1989 film adaptation of Robert Tarling's 1987 stage play *Steel Magnolias*, and all four television miniseries installments adapted from Armistead Maupin's series of books *Tales of the City*. Olympia also received three Primetime Emmy Award nominations in the 1990s. First. In 1991 for Lucky Day, then in 1998 for More Tales of the City, and in 1999 for Joan of Arc. Dance legend Jacques Dambois died following complications from a stroke on May 2nd at the age of 86. In 1949, he was recruited to the New York City Ballet at just 15 years old, where he had been a principal dancer before eventually retiring in 1984. Jacques also appeared in a few classic movie musicals, such as 1954's Seven Brides for Seven Brothers for director Stanley Donen and Henry King's 1956 film adaptation of Richard Rodgers and Oscar Hammerstein II's Carousel. In 1995, he was one of five recipients of the annual Kennedy Center Honors. Jacques is survived by his daughter, Broadway actress-dancer Charlotte Dembois. Veteran character actor Norman Lloyd died in his sleep on the morning of May 11th at the age of 106. He was someone who got to work with several high-profile creative talents over the years, such as Judd Apatow, Charlie Chaplin, Alfred Hitchcock. Martin Scorsese and Orson Welles. His feature film credits included 1942's *Saboteur*, 1945's *Spellbound*, 1952's *Limelight*, 1989's *Dead Poets Society*, 1993's *The Age of Innocence*, and 2015's *Trainwreck*. Though he was also known for his role as Dr. Daniel Oshlander on NBC's medical drama series *Saint Elsewhere* in the 1980s. Actor Samuel E. Wright died of prostate cancer on May 24th at the age of 74. While he was best known for providing the voice to Sebastian in the 1989 Disney animated classic *The Little Mermaid*, he also had eight Broadway credits to his name, which included *Jesus Christ Superstar*, *Two Gentlemen of Verona*, *Pippin*. Over here, welcome to the club, and Mealbone. His two other performances on *The Great White Way* also earned him Tony Award nominations for his work. First in 1984 for *The Tap Dance Kid*, then in 1998 for his final Broadway appearance, which was ironically in a Disney title when he originated the role of Mufasa in the stage adaptation of *The Lion King*. Canadian actor Paul Soles died on May 26th at the age of 90, although no cause of death has been revealed yet. He was someone who had been working in the business since the 1950s. Casual audiences may not necessarily know who Paul was by name, but they'll likely know one or two of his voice acting credits in particular. He was best known for voicing Hermie, the elf who wanted to be a dentist, in the beloved 1964 Christmas special *Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer*, which airs on TV every holiday season. Though Paul also voiced the title character in the 1960s *Spider*. An animated TV series, which happens to have been the very first screen adaptation of the popular Marvel superhero before eventually getting more TV shows and feature films. My condolences definitely go out to all of their families. So that just about does it for the news of this month. I will be back on July 5th to discuss any bits of entertainment news stories that I found interesting and/or important from June. If you love this show, please leave us a review. Go to ratethispodcast.com/carereviewspodcast and follow the simple instructions. 
Feel free to subscribe to wherever you get this podcast. If you'd like to find more content from me, please visit my website, which is www.carereviews.net. You can also find it on Twitter at carereviews and me at Jeffrey Care. Thanks for listening, and I will see you all later.